Take a guess <laughs> what my past life was. Surfer. Was it like a service job? No. Butler? <laughs> That's a service <laughs> job, isn't it? <laughs> that is a full service job. <laughs> you know what mom guessed? What? Werewolf. <laughs> my name is Nancy Hauer, and this is my number one. A show where I ask my friends what their number one healing modality is, and then I go try it. Well, at the count of three, again, you're going to find yourself outside your body looking back at the person you are there. Number one, two, three. Werewolf. Man. <laughs> it's not like superheroes, Mom. You're, you're going back to a past life. Have you ever wondered who you might have been in a past life? This could have been anything, right? I could have been anything except a werewolf because well. I don't think werewolves <laughs> exist, Mom. <laughs> Well, they might have in those days. Really? You think yeah. it was? You think there were another werewolf? You were in another hemisphere or something? <laughs> I wanted to know why. Why did you do that? To try to activate that bone memory that we all have, which is, you know, how do how do we use these things to heal? And I want to know what did you get from it? I did it because I read a book about it first. The book was called Many Lives, Many Masters, which is the true story of a prominent psychiatrist named Brian L. Weiss. You are a Yale-trained, Columbia-trained doctor, psychiatrist. He began treating a woman named Catherine who was plagued by anxiety, depression, and phobias. And when Weiss turned to hypnosis to help Catherine remember these old childhood memories, what emerged were the patient's descriptions of 86 different past lives. I want, instead of people telling me shit about mm -hmm. myself, mm -hmm. I want to experience it. Yeah. And of course, within a week of deciding I wanted to try it, I met this woman at a party who was really into tarot card readings and all kinds of healing modalities. And I happened to mention my podcast and she said, have you ever tried past life regression? I know the perfect guy. Now, you may be asking yourself, what exactly is past life regression? Past life regression is a technique that uses hypnosis to recover what practitioners believe are memories of past lives or incarnations. The practice is widely considered discredited and unscientific by medical practitioners, and experts generally regard claims of recovered memories of past lives as fantasies or delusions or a type of confabulation. Wow, that was more information than I needed. Thank you. It seems everyone's a cynic, even Alexa. Was I skeptical? Of course I was. I, t I tell people when I talk to them all the time, I don't want you to believe me. I want you to go out and experience this yourself. And yeah. then you'll find out where the truth lies that way. And if it doesn't yeah. work for you, then it doesn't work for you. But I haven't found anybody it doesn't work for. His name is Randy Rogers. And here's the craziest part. He works over Skype. I'm doing nothing except getting you relaxed and getting you to access your subconscious memories. And then it all flows. I mean, and it flows more every time you do it. You just, more stuff comes out that you can't even imagine what it is right now because you're not in your subconscious mind. Randy Rogers is a hypnotherapist specializing in past life regressions. I was just a normal guy. I, I had no knowledge of the metaphysical. His research into the afterlife is documented in a book called The Key of Life, a metaphysical investigation. You know, I was working in this production business and everything was going along normal and I'd moved into a new house and I had a feeling that a friend of mine from grade school had passed away and I couldn't get that thought out of my head. 
Randy was a photojournalist and worked as a director of photography in Hollywood for many years. I ended up having an out-of-body experience and dreams that woke me up one night. And I didn't know what an out-of-body experience was or anything, but I found myself floating up out of bed and Kathy's soul was with me. And she starts telling me who, where she is, what happens when you die, and, and waking me up to write all this information down. When Randy tried to contact his old classmate to talk to her about the dream. Sister Carlene said, well, I'm sorry, but Kathy passed away from ovarian cancer. And at the same time, Randy was working on a project that was about ovarian cancer. And I started to see the synchronicity in my life and the newsman in me couldn't let go of this story. I just kept investigating to understand how she could be reaching out to me. Randy didn't know it yet, but this dream was about to change his entire life. I started realizing I had this ability to read these signs and these synchronicities. So I started following them to see where it would lead me. His dead friend led him to a Russian acupuncturist where he had his first past life regression. The first one was in England and I was, it was the uh, uh, 1560s and I was this t uh, young girl. And the woman from his dream popped up again in the regression. That was another synchronicity that was startling because after I came out of this regression session, I knew where this castle was and these things in England and I started describing them in detail. And then through a chance trip to England. And I got on a train and went north and found this place, exactly where I said it was and, it, and how it was in the detail which led him to a hypnotist to learn how to do past life regression himself. And now, many years later, Randy finds himself in a completely different life than the one he had before the dream. And my friend, who wishes to remain anonymous, swears that he's the absolute best at what he does. So we set an appointment where I could block off a period of time up to four hours, and I set my computer up on my bed and gave him a call. All right, Nancy, so I want you to close your eyes and uh, take in a deep breath. At first we spoke on video Skype and then we switched to audio only. I put on my headphones, I laid back, and he started talking me through a hypnotic regression. And in the memory banks of your subconscious mind is a record of everything that's ever happened to you both in this life you're now living, as well as any of your past or present and future lives. I had a really, really clear past life experience, memory of being a, a priest, a Catholic priest. Every thought, every word, every deed is recorded here. It's time now to bring that forgotten awareness to the surface. I do believe there's a strong chance I'm Cassandra. <laughs> Francis, what's am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. There's a strong chance. Why? Because nobody listens to me. And I <laughs> say really things. Don't. Nancy. And she's really good. And I say things. She's very insightful. And when any outside thoughts come into your mind, I'd like you to simply brush them aside and say to yourself, I'll deal with that later. So I walk in the door and she's like, You and I knew each other in another life. What? Yeah, yeah, she goes, we were really close. Now, what kind of door do you find yourself standing in front of, Nancy? Um, it's gold. I believe that I have been with my husband through most of my lifetimes at this point. Uh -huh. Like, I, I really, like, and we've had different roles in each other's lives. Like, I think, you know, husband, wife, brother, sister, like, mother, son, father, daughter. Like, I think we've done them all. Is this a solid gold door, or is it what? Describe it. It's, um, red 
flex around the sides of it. Who was she in a past life? Napoleon. We all know. <laughs> no, no, Idi Amin. <laughs> Push that door open and step across that threshold at the count of three. Number one, number two, number three. When I opened the door, everything was so green. As you step over that threshold, first thoughts that come into your mind, are you inside or outside? It was hard to speak. Outside. Outside. Is it daytime or night? Daytime. Daytime. I knew I was under hypnosis, but I still saw what I saw. At the count of three, I want you to look down at your feet. Number one, two, three. What are, what if anything are you wearing on your feet? Um, I'm wearing sandals. Sandals, okay. Um, they're men's feet. They're men's feet, all right. The world was in technicolor. Now you're looking out through his eyes and everything's really coming into sharp focus for you. What are you doing out there in the forest and the woods? Is there, are you on your way somewhere or what is happening? My voice felt slower and slurred a little bit. I'm very happy. Mm -hmm. I'm meditating. Oh, okay. It reminded me of the wise voice in my head that I sometimes hear. There was a river and a tree that I sat under. Mm -hmm. I'm walking um, alone. I'm very, very happy. Very much at peace out there. Yeah, just like Buddha. Like a Buddha? Is he bald or is he? Yeah, yeah. big. He's big? Just okay. like, like Buddha. Right, okay. I'm looking at the trees. Mm -hmm. I'm in a, a state of bliss. Now this is a lifetime where you've spent, where you maybe isolated yourself as this? Yes, yes. Now, do you do anything for the people around you? Do they come to you in any... Yes. They ask me questions. And I can help them heal what's bothering them. And I stay apart so that I can have insight and not get trapped into petty problems. Right. The solitude allows you to have that clarity. Yes. I like the simplicity of playing in the water and I live on the plants of the forest. And I stayed apart to my death. Are you at the final point of your life then right now? The villages around me, yeah. And they celebrate me and bring me flowers. And after an entire lifetime that he took me through of quiet solitude and bliss, he took me right up to my death. And as you take in that last breath, I want you to let yourself go and feel yourself floating up above that scene. And, and into the in-between. How you doing? Mr. Pendleton, you know where you are, don't you? Yeah, I'm in the middle of a really weird dream. And I want you to continue floating higher and higher up into the heavens and letting go of all earthly concerns 
This is not a dream. <laughs> Life has a certain quality all its own, a certain feeling, and so do dreams. You know that this is not life. And you know now that this is not a dream. You're almost there now, Nancy, almost there, and you can hardly feel your body at all as you float up those last few steps. This is a place that comes after life and after dreams. I'm sure that you're aware of that and that you will take your place with the others. Although you may feel little difference, you have transcended into that God level of mind. You have at your mental fingertips all knowledge of your soul's history as well as an overview of your current life as well. This is not heaven. This is a way station and there is no mistake. And I'd like you to look around you now. That perceive the environment you're in. What does it look like where you are now, where you're standing? At? It's pure light. Pure light, right. And you're now going to start to feel this vibration as they energy of these souls come towards you feel that intense intensity increase as the guides begin to manifest in front of you and you must abide by what is written why i don't understand there's a reason for everything there's always a plan i'd like you to describe who's showing up in front of you right now my grandmother mm -hmm. her ha hair is high I'm surrounded by yeah. people. You're surrounded by a lot of them. Yes, like 50. Wow, let them come in because it's very powerful letting all these souls come into you here. They're going to lift you up. You're going to feel this energy moving you. Let that yeah. love surround you. It feels really good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Maybe emotional. That's all right. Very much everything... Everything runs on emotions and move you forward along the timeline because you're off the timeline right now. There's no time existing. You can see forward or backward. It's all there laid out. And I want them to move you slightly forward to an event that's going to occur in the not too distant future so that when you come across it, you're going to recognize it as a memory that is going to feel very familiar to you as you cross that. But you're going to view that incident or that event today at the count of three take you to some major event that you're going to be involved in number one number two number three i think i'm in england mm -hmm. i'm directing a movie and i'm on a large crane it's funny but there's guns and cars and stunts. It's time now for us to begin to let go of all this and remembering all the details of any of the events you've just witnessed and experienced and been a part of and wide awake now. You can open your eyes and feel good. Number five, you're wide awake. I like my life as it is for all the joy that it gives. When my life is over and I am done, people will say, really had fun. After the regression, I felt a real connection with nature. I just wanted to be outside all the time. There was a river and a tree that I sat under. Mm -hmm. But I had little time to do it because I had to get on a plane to go see family. And on the way to the airport, I felt like I was coming down with a cold or something. And I don't no, if you've noticed, but it seems like you get sick after healing. 
It's just something I've noticed. Take it or leave it. And I immediately started to doubt my experience. I was probably just making things up in my head. I mean, I have a good imagination. So I go home for vacation and my mother, I mean, uncharacteristically was like, I found this picture that I need to give you. And it's because I realized it was inscribed to you. Can you read that? Yeah, to my dearest Nancy, Wait, what was it say? Oh, from from your grandma? Is it grandma? My mother had coincidentally found a picture that was inscribed to me from many, many years ago from my grandmother. And in it, there were two pictures of me and my grandmother from before she died. I'd like you to describe who's showing up in front of you right now. My grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, her ha- hair is high. And I was like, how bizarre is that? But you didn't know that you had just communicated with your grandmother in no. regression. No, no, no. Yeah, that's your grandmother saying hello to you, you know. <laughs> people always want to be able to communicate with people who passed on. And I said, it happens all the time. You just miss it. Most people miss it, you know. And I talked to my healer friend, Chris, who also had a past life experience through another method. And it was in the context of a ritual. Um, where I was buried in the earth and and it it was like a, it just a super it was like a super vivid dream apparently there are more ways than one to experience a past life but while the methods for going back there were different our experiences had a little bit of synchronicity to them I had a really really clear um, past life experience memory of being uh, a priest, a Catholic priest. It was in Europe, and I ended up in a monastery and dying of a heart attack in an abandoned hallway of this monastery. And yet, our experiences were very different. There was a sense of um, a betrayal having happened. Like I had witnessed uh, a mentor of mine in the the priesthood. I feel like it had to do with like, Smallest child abuse, molestation, something I had walked in on or seen something. It was a very different kind of monastic experience than you had. There was not a lot of bliss there at the <laughs> oh, end. Oh no. A lot of people don't realize what's really going on. They view life as a bunch of unconnected incidents and things. They don't realize that there's this like lattice of coincidence that lays on top of everything. I'll give you an example, I'll show you what I mean. Suppose you're thinking about a plate of shrimp. Suddenly somebody will say like, plate or shrimp or plate of shrimp, out of the blue, no explanation. No point in looking for one either. It's all part of a cosmic unconsciousness. And here's another little synchronistic thing that happened to me right after the regression. I was running on the beach a few days later and I heard that my mother's best friend had fallen and broken her neck. She was almost like a godmother to me, and it was very upsetting. And as I was running, she came into my mind very powerfully. I could feel her fear and distress, and I started to have a silent conversation with her in my head. She was in an advanced state of Alzheimer's, and I felt her confusion and anger. And I asked her if she was ready to leave her body. She didn't want to go, but she also didn't want to stay. I reminded her that her animals would be waiting for her on the other side. And suddenly, 
I felt her energy leave and go into the light. And when I got back to the house on Monday, I heard that she was still alive. And I just chalked it up to my wild imagination and a strange daydream. But then a few days later, I got a call from her son. Hi, Nancy. I'm hoping you have spoken to your mom by now, but wanted to let you know that my mom had passed away on Monday. Uh, I know you were very close to her, and um, just know that we didn't want to talk to your mom on her birthday, which was the day my mom died. And so uh, she was informed the day after that. So uh, look forward to talking to you and hope you're doing well. I mean, do you think that sort of tuned you in to, to that sort of that portal between the, the living and the dead? And, yes. Yeah. It just felt, it felt a little like, um, you know, as you know, when I go, you know, whenever I go to these healers, something, right. something, something clicks. Up. Yeah, yeah. I was the perfect person for this to happen to because I was a newsman who went into Hollywood, no belief system of any kind, and everyone loves actors in the movies. and. That, the reason we love it is because it's a reflection of us. You want to see the biggest actor in the world look in the mirror in the morning, I tell people. The whole world revolves around you. You wrote the play you're in, and everyone around you is your supporting actor. So maybe these are just elaborate fantasies that we're making up for ourselves. And this is the only my issue with past life regression is, is this. I did that. Been there. Francis has done, done all it. of this shit. It doesn't matter. I'm here now. Maybe they're past lives. When you connect with a past life, surely is it comforting or can it be upsetting? If it's a past life for which you are trying to balance your karma today, it can be upsetting. I mean, if you killed somebody in a past life and you feel real guilty about loving them now, you know. Has that ever happened? Oh, yeah. And at the end of the day, does it matter? People would pay good money to do drugs to have this same hallucination I had. Yeah. And I started already explaining it away, like, oh, maybe she saw movies or read about this, or maybe it's the collective unconscious that the psychoanalyst Carl Jung wrote about, yeah. or something else going on. But when she came back in the next week, her symptoms were disappearing. And it does seem to be a healing tool for a lot of people out there. That, and that's the cool thing about doing these regressions you start to see the connection why you're here you're not here for just by happenstance you came here to play a specific role you have the script embedded in you and uh, when you can understand what that is then it's all out I'm gonna do everything I can to make this this uh, a really exciting life but that I think that the point of life is to live your life live the life you're in yeah my name is Nancy Hauer and this is my number one. Special thanks to Randy Rogers. The minute they do it, I've got the hardest core people that, oh, I don't, you know, believe in any of this, but the minute they go under, all of a sudden stories start coming out and they resonate in their life. Deb and Lucia Perkins. Animal trainer of some sort. Yeah. Something to do. <laughs> Monk? Yes. No way. Really? Sue Schlott. Well, were you a man and now you're a woman? Mom, it was a past life. Oh, right. It was a past life. Okay. All right. So imagine the life before, before you yeah. were born. Okay. So you, you were a man. I was a man. We've established that. Yes. Chris Henriksen. 
She looks very purposeful in this picture and very clear about her place in your life. <laughs> She's incredibly... Yeah. I mean, my mother would say she was a bit overbearing. Yeah, yeah. And she's a very I mean, uh, strong her, presence. Even her hand is on yours. It's yeah, like, it's just... And you're not really holding it back. It's just like she's just like grabbing your wrist almost. Yeah. Like, this one is mine, I, you know, and you're kind of... Yeah. Almost Camille. And she said, you were related to Wyatt Earp. You know, you were, no, you were business partners with Wyatt Earp. You, you ran a bunch of taverns and you were Wyatt Earp, you know, like. Lauren Gusses. I feel like I was a witch burned at the stake. Somebody told me I was a witch that was burned as well. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we were burned together. Maybe, it's totally possible. And Frangela, Francis Collier, and Angela V. Shelton. For me, I just want one person to not get on the train if I say I'm get on the train. You know what, Cassandra? <laughs> girl, go ahead. I'm going to go get on this train. Cassandra, I, bye, girl. I'm going to get on the train. Oh, my God. You can find Randy's info in the show notes. I'm not paid to endorse anyone on these podcasts. Results may differ. So please enter at your own risk. And you can find me on Instagram at my number one podcast.